previously on Diceology. You go a few more clicks, and I think you're still five or six minutes away from the ruin when you get like a blinking uh, call on the ship. You're being hailed by someone on the ground. Uh, hi there. Uh, uh, who, who am I speaking to? Uh, my name is Juniper. Uh, hi, this is hi. the Chimera. Hi, uh, this is Solomon from St. Leand. Uh, I, I think you flew over us just a few minutes ago. Uh, winter starts in a couple of days. It could start tonight. And, and for an off-worlder like you, that, that doesn't mean much. But for us, it means there's no leaving or coming Sonder for half a year. So, I, like I said, I think they kind of made anything. Anything? What about living things? And I think Aira's sitting on the porch uh, with, like, like tea in hand. And, like, she sees you and, like, stands up really quick and, like, kind of runs out into the snow. If you think this is the one that we need to be at, then we should stay here. You can fix the body and then I can read it. If you think... The other ones might be more important. We can go there. That... Well, I don't really know what's most important, but <sighs> I guess you're right. She hugs her again. Yeah, I, I think Era doesn't really know how to properly say goodbye right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and really doesn't want to let you go, but knows what the situation is. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think, think Juniper you... feels the same. Yeah, I think we see Juniper. I think this time we see you leave from Juniper's or from Era's perspective, mm-hmm. which is you like fade out, and then she's like alone and just sighs really heavily and walks back into the house. Mm. Um, I think like back in the laboratory, like my eyes open, and I just sigh. <laughs> so Solomon's like, uh. Did it help the meditating? I mean, like, I get wanting to clear your head, but, like, ten minutes of silence is a lot. Uh. I... Listen, you're good. You're good with ancient tech. I'm all right. And Iris, uh, Mother Iris, she, she said... There's a place for me to stay, right? Yeah. The convent doesn't turn anyone away. It's pretty good like that. Right. Right. Um, I need your help fixing something. Cool. That sounds... Yeah, cool. Yes. <laughs> um, and I have the hollow body, like, just in my bag... Yeah. Probably. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I feel like that's not something I would, like, risk, like, just keeping on the ship. No, I don't think um, so. Okay. <sighs> I think Juniper's, like, sizing him up, like, trying to decide how much she should and can tell him and trust him mm-hmm. um, with this. And she just says... Okay, I have something of a secret. Okay. What I need to fix, um, not a lot of people know about it because it's, she is a rare, listen, let me just, (laughs) I think she just like pulls out like the hollow body (laughs) So the hollow body is like a projector that has been yeah. future duct taped to a, yeah. <laughs> to, I feel a like... to like a future camcorder, right? Like Yeah. I feel like there's like all this like build up and she's like, I've got this like big thing and then it's just like a slightly like broken projector like duct taped together. 
I think he like I think he kind of looks at you and he's like Okay. <laughs> this is pretty slapdash. Okay. Uh, okay, I know. I realize now that it doesn't look like much. <laughs> but using this, I am going to be able to project someone who will be able to help us it's it's ancient technology it's ancient technology some someone i'm sorry i'm not i'm not following what someone like someone like like is it like a long distance communicator like is there someone on palace or whatnot who could okay okay Remember those that case of orbs you pointed me to earlier? Yeah. Well, I have one. I have a working one. No. And he like does like a hand <laughs> thing like he's just too excited. He's like, can I see it? <sighs> this This orb This orb is everything to me. Okay, can, I don't have to hold it. Can I see it? <sighs> okay. <laughs> she, like, pulls it out of her back. He's like, that looks older. That looks, like, older than those. It does. But this one it? works? It works, and... And it's a person? Like an AI? Um, not exactly. It's... The Are person all of them... Inside, the person... Are they all people? <laughs> He's just so excited. He's like, are they all people? Um, yeah, they, they were Well, we have to get them people. out. What are they doing? They must be so. Solomon, they're, they're, they're not. Cold. Yeah. I didn't know. I know. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I was little when I. I know, but it's not your fault. And right now you have an opportunity to help one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. So what does this have to do with this junk? <laughs> well, this it... junk is going to let us talk to this person because it'll, it'll project her body. Um, in a way where she can see what's going on. She can talk to us. She can hear things. And, but we need okay. to, we need to fix the projector. Uh, let me see it. Just the, any can. Okay. Now I am going to have to hold it. She I'll nods. Be real careful. <laughs> he takes it like, like he's like teenagers are clumsy, but when they care, they can be as dexterous as like adults. Right. Oh, definitely. So yeah, he's holding it really carefully. And he's like looking at it and he's looking at the, the hollow body projector thing. And he's like, what did you, what did you do? The cords are frayed now. <laughs> I, look, I, I can't fix this right here. I have some tools back home. And even so it's going to take... I know. I I know it'll it's take. It's gonna a long take time. like a week or two at least. I know. I. I'm prepared to stay here. This is important enough. Okay, then. Uh, let's turn everything off, so nothing happens to it. And we can come back here later, if we need anything, or when she does. She have a name. Uh, yeah, her name is Aira. When Aira's out, we'll come back. Okay. And Solomon, I, I can't have just anyone knowing about Aira. They, they might try to steal the orb. They might try to hurt her or can we just keep this between us for now? 
yeah, I'm cool. And he like hands you your stuff back. He's like, and as he's like turning stuff up off and locking it up, he's like, Mother Iris thinks that this was the only cool thing and he holds up the bow. She thinks it's empty. <laughs> Wait, she thinks it's what? It's empty. That you, I can't get past that door that just that guy were busted. So it's just like a cool hangout. So she doesn't know that you've been inside. No. Oh boy. <laughs> she called some, some church people and, hey, and he like leans in and this is the first time he's actually looked like actually sketched out by something. Have you, not a lot of off-worlders know about them, but have you heard of like Seekers of the 11th Saint? I think Juniper's face goes like slightly paler and like her face is just gets really stern. Yep. I've heard of them. Whenever the old empire stuff gets found, they show up. They're really sketchy. They always make me really nervous. So I don't want, and they take everything away. So I didn't, so I don't want to, you can't tell anyone either, actually. You know? About the stuff in the ruin? Yeah. You can't open that door after the stuff with the snow. Right? We're on the same page? We're on the same page. Okay. I promise. All right. Because I don't want them coming here. Me neither. Me neither. But if they do, trust me, they will not touch anything in that ruin and they will not harm you. I'll make sure of it. Okay. I don't think he, I don't know if he believes you. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I'm just some random lady. Yeah, you're some random lady. You don't, he doesn't know you have magic powers. (laughs) So he, he leads you out because he's like, it's starting to get dark. We need to get home. Right. right. Uh, but he stops. Like, he, like he's taking you out and he, like he's done this a million times. And he, like, stops in that room with uh, the broken down stuff where the Matthias carrier was. Mm-hmm. And he, like, looks over at the, uh, at the case full of all the, 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 the orbs. And he, like, goes over and he kneels at it. And he, and he like really haltingly goes through like something under his breath. Like he like says something and he's like, he looks like he's trying to remember a bit and he like goes through and he takes like a minute or two and he stands up and he's like, sorry, I don't know that better. And then kind of like runs out a little. I think you can see like a little bit of a smile, like twitch at Juniper's lips as she like watches him run out. Um, and then she follows. So he put he gets the ice skimmer back up and running, and you guys kind of fly out over the over the ice. And this time he's really gunning it because you can see that the light has changed. Mm-hmm. Like the light has been like at noon, it's really bright white, really light gray, uh, but now it's like dark gray, and the temperature's dropping really fast. Mm. Okay. And. Yeah, so he he doesn't look nervous or anything, but he's like, n- no more no more waiting around <laughs> like this. Yeah, just has to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he takes you to back to uh, saintly end. Cool. So, so let's talk about what the next six months are gonna be like. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> So we are going to divide, so we can't, we cannot play every single day of six months directly, right? Nope. That would be a lot of playtime. So that would be a lot of playtime. Like so much playtime. Too much Which I wish we had time for. (laughs) That is in a, in a world of infinite time and money and space. I would super do that. Uh, Yep. (laughs) But instead what we're going to do is we are going to use a special move I've written thanks to Simple Worlds 
flexible mechanics uh, <laughs> to play out each week. So in this case, we're going to do 24 weeks. That still sounds like a lot, but uh, some of these will be as simple as a die roll. So the move is called Six Months. When a week passes during the six-month winter of Sonder, say what you're doing with your week from the list below. Working on a multi-week project, accomplishing a single-week task, spending time with another, in which case we'll play a Firebrands game, or shifting the camera, in which Natalie will choose a non-player character, and the GM will choose from the options above for them. Then roll whatever move or play whichever Firebrands game is most appropriate. If you're working on a multi-week project, in addition to the results of whatever move you are using, you gain the following results. On a 10+, plus, complete half the project. On a 7-9, complete a quarter of the project. And on a 6-, minus, the project experience is a setback and you lose a quarter of your progress. So basically, I'll just we're just going to go through these, uh, these weeks after we kind of do a brief description of what uh, Saintly End is like. Does that sound all right? That sounds great. Yeah, so Solomon takes you back to Saintly, uh, Saintly End. The And so I'll just kind of go over it a bit. And we could just imagine that he's taking you inside and showing you everything before he takes you back to Mother Iris Ardell, who will take you to your specific apartment uh, and all that good stuff. Cool. So he... Um, I think one other thing is he parks, so he parks the, the ice, uh, the ice skimmer and he runs inside real quick and he, he like gestures for you to follow him this time. And it's the, uh, the top, the very top floor is what he kind of calls it is he's like, uh, this is like the gear room and the radio room. And he like gestures up. He's like, that's where I, where I hang. Uh, and it's this, uh, up at the very top, like, a, like this is a, this is kind of a triangular style roof and hanging from the very top of it is like a not a fully glass room, but like a room with lots of windows and a spiral staircase up to it. Uh, that's very clearly just full of, uh, data sending, receiving tech essentially. Mm -hmm. And, but what this, this top floor is actually full of is like 10 or 11 ice skimmers and, uh, hunting rifles and harpoon guns and, uh, people's winter gear this is like clearly like the garage mm -hmm. and the mud room essentially <laughs> uh -huh. for an entire convent in town dang okay yeah and i think uh through some conversation with solomon you kind of get the whole picture the way this works basically is this is most often a town of a little under 200 people during the summer okay. and during the winter season which is when the krakens show up a bunch of people, a bunch of extra hunters show up and they go out in the ice skimmers and they shoot harpoons at it. It's like, it's like whaling in the 1800s. It's a, oh my God, hella dangerous, scary ass thing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you've had Kraken caviar in your life. That's a thing. <laughs> it's so valuable that people will risk their lives to do this. Wow. Uh, I'm getting like some so, real Alaska vibes right now. A hundred percent. I have some, from a, like what my friends from Alaska have talked about. <laughs> yeah. So right now the population is close is like somewhere over 300. So it feels very booming, mm -hmm. uh, relatively speaking. So, and, and, and Solomon tells you, you know, this is like the town goes down, so to speak. Cause it can, we can keep it warmer, easier, you know? And, the mother, whoever she is at the time, she's, uh, she's kind of like, uh, you're from Pallet, like a queen, you know, she's just in charge and like what she mm -hmm. says goes, uh, but they're really good. It's nice here. Um, and so he takes you down to the next, the next level. And the, so the first floor below the surface is basically a giant, uh, it's a giant refrigerator. Like they don't heat it, and there's like a couple mm -hmm. of like guard nuns, like steward nuns, who are like bundled up, and like they keep people from stealing, but they also like ration stuff out, and mm -hmm. so like they take it, in. and so Solomon's like they take that in shifts, 
So I'm never joining the church. And he, <laughs> he like takes you down the next level. Also, I want to be really clear about this convent. Um, and I don't really know how to like subtly say this. So I'm just going to say it. This convent is for people who self-identify as female. Um, okay. So there's like, there are trans women here. Like this is not an exclusionary space. Mm-hmm. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So, so then he like, he's like, I, we don't want to hang here. It's terrible. And so he takes you down the next set of stairs. Um, and you're kind of in, I don't know how else to say this. It's like the shining hallways, but not creepy. I don't know how that works, <laughs> but it's not creepy. I, I yeah. just want to, but it's, with it's the, the next la- stairs down is, and Solomon's like, so this is the widest floor and it's, it, I barely know how to get around here. So you're going to get lost and that's just part of it. But, <laughs> and it's just this endless set of hallways of, or at least endless feeling of um, apartments, just hallways and you enter. He's mm-hmm. like, and some of them have like, he's like, and it's always kind of, it's like busy in these halls, like kids running. Like, I bet there are kids on like big wheel, like tricycles down mm-hmm. these ha- hallways, like three or four of them. Like, nice. But it's like being on your block, so to speak. Because mm-hmm. uh, the houses can't be outside. And you gather really quickly that there are a really, that not every apartment is just like a little studio. Like, there are multiple types for different needs. There are whole families right. who will live in, in them or, you know three hunters will just bunk up together because they're good buddies and like that's what mm-hmm. they do every winter right mm-hmm. uh <laughs> that's so 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 solomon's like we'll come back and mother iris will know where your 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 place is and it'll be fine and he's kind of weirdly dismissive and he's like but the cool stuff is lower and so he takes you down the next floor and as you've gone down you suddenly realize like things are being heated Mm-hmm. And as you go down this next floor, suddenly things feel a little humid, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he gestures at this. It's a really big, open, singular room. There's just the stairs up and stairs down. He's like, he's like, okay, so this is like the temple and like the community hall. And he like gestures to one end, and there's clearly like an altar and a dais for mm-hmm. like preaching on on the holy day. Uh, he's like, yeah, so we usually have like a farmer's market once a week and there's like a bingo night for people who want that. There's dances sometimes. Those are usually okay. Um, but like, I don't know. I just, whatever. It's not important. Uh, but like whatever people need, it's just they people meet here. It's cool. Whatever. And then he's <laughs> like, so the next stairs are long. So like you're ready. And he like takes you down much deeper and Everything was has been man-made up until this point, and suddenly the the hallways become cavern-like, or mm. semi-cavernous, and it gets even more humid and warmer down here. And then you're suddenly it, and like the light gets brighter, and Solomon's like, so this is we call it the green cavern. Uh, and as you walk in, it's just this. It's about as big as maybe three or four times bigger than the hall above you. And it's, um, it's like orchards and farming fields. Hmm. And there's all of this, like every once in a while you see just like steam venting up um, from below. And there are these like floating, they look like miniature suns. Uh, Like they, they're just, they float around and they don't produce any heat. The heat's coming from beneath you. And from the steam that's coming up, which is also providing, like, most of the moisture around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, like, good light for photosynthesis. It's weirdly mesmerizing and beautiful here. And as you're looking around, there's a bunch of people, like, just farming. And like uh, like Solomon said, is when you're, when you're done being a hunter, but you've fallen in love with this place or fallen in love with somebody here, mm-hmm. you become, you farm. And... He also points out that some of the kids here are definitely, who are working the fields are, like, he probably, like, points to a couple people, and he's like, they're in detention. <laughs> like, they're, they're his fellow orphans that are, like, in trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got a farm. Yeah. And he, then he takes you down one more floor into, like, fully natural caverns at this point. And 
it is really, really warm down here. And it is steamy. And you can hear people kind of like laughing. Uh, and soft music, probably. Solomon's like, so yeah, this is like where all the heat comes from. You know, we're on top of like mm -hmm. a... What do you call it? Ge geothermal pocket. That one. Yeah. And there's like hot springs or what, and like whatever, if you want. I, I don't know what your deal is. Um, wow. She's like yeah. been shedding layers, like as they go down, like exactly, one more yes. each time. <laughs> yeah. Like I bet up at the top, he stripped down to a t-shirt and you yeah. were like, and you probably assumed that was because he's like, oh, he's a native. So it's not, it doesn't bother him as much. Which might be true, right. but more accurately, yeah. it's like, I know that by the time I'm down here, if I don't, I will feel gross. Right. <laughs> uh, Makes sense. As he, as he kind of like is finishing up his tour, I think uh, Mother Iris kind of like walks out of the steam and she's probably only wearing a towel. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, you're back. Uh, did you find like trying to hide her surprise? Like, <laughs> cause I feel like she has a very like traditional, like sense of what the faith like, is, the, what the faith is. Yeah. yeah. Definitely didn't expect mother Iris to walk out in just a towel. <laughs> right. She's like, uh, I hope Solomon was good and helpful. Solomon was the best tour guide I could have had. Well, excellent. I, I assume you must be leaving then. Well, I, I wanted to discuss that with you. Um, if the offer still stands, I might take you up on that apartment. She smiles a bit and she's like, word once given, we will not take it back. Let me dress and I will take you there. Solomon, you, your, uh, your shift at the, the radio tower hasn't been completed, so off with you and Solomon kind of like heavy size heavy teenager size just ugh, and like walks off see you later Juniper it's nice to meet you Solomon thank you for everything yeah I'll, I'll see you around see you soon later I Definitely. you know mother Iris takes you after a moment she returns and takes you up back all the way up to the apartments and she moves through this like crazy apartment space with utmost confidence uh <laughs> Mm -hmm. And near the end of one hall, clearly sort of the sort of a sort of room that's like most of their they're not their good rooms, but they're like convenient rooms have probably mostly been taken up already by people. Uh, mm -hmm. So she's like, sorry, it's a little out of the way, but this way you will learn faster. <laughs> now you must be tired. I'll make sure that Solomon puts puts protection over your ship this evening, and. Uh, nothing on board will be lost overnight so you can get what you need off of it uh in the morning i'm sure you're very tired uh, we yes the kitchen stocked not terribly well but serviceably and uh well we don't let anyone starve here but if you'd like nicer food some credits during the the markets would go a long way for you I'm sure, but please Sounds come find great. me if you need anything, and I'll check on you in the morning. Of course. Thank you for your hospitality. Of course. It means a lot. It's our mandate. It's our purpose. There's no need to thank us. And she just kind of like smiles and nods and thanks. And she pauses for a second. She's like, oh, um, you're from Tristful, yes? Did I mark the clothes right? Well... I, the clothes are from Tristful. Um, I'm actually from Palace. Oh. Been traveling, I see. Yes, quite a ways. <laughs> and you visited Tristful, yes? I did. Hmm. We have many, uh, missionaries and, uh, a number of, of convents actually out there and quite a few preachers. Did you meet any? By chance. Just curious. Small worlds, you know. Just for my own. I did. Father Rosewood was very kind to me. 
You'll have to forgive me. That one doesn't ring a bell, but I'm happy that your experience with us was positive. I hope to continue that. I'm glad to. Thank you again. Of course. Well, good evening. And she she leads you to your, your space. And it's a... I bet, you know what? I bet you this is an oddly familiar experience. I bet that this... I'm not sure which is modeled after which, but they're... Rosewood's temple and this room are very clearly of the same sort. Mm-hmm. It's it's just kind of built by the same people who are like, essentials. Essentials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's probably even a, a wood-burning stove in the center uh, and like a rolled-out futon. There's no religious iconography here. Probably no desk even. There's just the absolute minimum, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she feels really at peace with that. Um, and there's like, I feel like there's just like a really like secure sense of just calm. Mm-hmm. That's like only interrupted a little bit by her, like her urgency to talk to Aira again. <laughs> um, right, right. But she, she's starting to think that her, her fear was irrational. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, she I mean, she hasn't had much contact with the pe- these pe- like people of the faith besides Rosewood, who's kind of and you know, uh, an aberration. Yeah, and um, what's her face? Oh, Sister Stray. Yes, Sister Stray. <laughs> yeah, so I, th- yeah, so I think she's very grateful for the experience she has had so far. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So. Let's skip ahead to the first week then. Cool. Yeah. And so I'll kind of read that first bit of the move again. We're going to start our, our special move for the six months in Sonder. So when a week passes during the six month winter of Sonder, say what you're doing with your week from the list below. Working on a multi-week project, accomplishing a single week task, spending time with another, which in that case you'll play a Firebrands game, or shifting the camera, in which case you choose an NPC and I will choose for that NPC from the options above. Mm-hmm. So tell me about Juniper's first week here. Because I'm sure you're visiting Aero every day. And while I would love to see every single one of those, uh, there's not enough hmm. time. So Right, totally. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, I think the, the main thing that she's going to be working on is... Uh, the multi-week project of fixing the hollow, like the hollow body. body. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she's going to jump into that. I mean, I think, I think this week is full of her just like spending time with Aira working on that project, kind Mm -hmm. of starting to get to know, getting to know like some of the people here, Mm -hmm. um, becoming like familiar with just like, you probably area. You probably go to a farmer's market and go to this to the hot springs at least once mm-hmm. just to like I'm here. Do you work yeah, on this project yeah. with Solomon? Yeah, I'd like to. Cool. All right, so uh so you're working on a multi-week project and then we roll whatever move uh, is most appropriate here. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's just taking action. Yeah. And I think it's just with educated. I think so too. And then I don't have a sync score with him, right? No, not yet. Okay. Because if you want to get a sync score with him, you'd need to play a Firebrands game with him. Right. Which I was thinking about. (laughs) Also fair. Um, Totally fair. Yeah, I was actually, I was debating whether or not I wanted to do either Firebrands with him or Aira, and then work on the project or do the project first? Hard to say. Let's do, can we do Firebrands with him first, actually? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, uh, in this case, you are actually doing, you're not going to do the, uh, you're not going to work on a multi-week project. You're going to spend time with another. So, in this case, we'll play Firebrands game, which triggers a different move. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so whenever you or I feel is appropriate, we may call to play a minigame from D. Vincent Baker's Firebrands to play out and represent a downtime scene. Everyone wants to agree to switch systems. When the minigame is over, we choose to play another Firebrands 
or return to simple world. Um, when you return to simple world, you may increase or decrease your sync score by one to a maximum of plus three or a minimum of minus one. So when this is over uh, with him, you can we can choose if both people went out, whatever happens. So what game right. do you want to play with Solomon? I mean, I feel like a conversation over food would make the most sense. I think so, too. That sounds right, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, conversation over food. Um, ask your chosen partner how the two of you came to be eating together. Um, what do you notice about each other? Uh, so, I I think Solomon might be might bring you, not takeout exactly, but... <laughs> Like leftovers that can be heated up so you guys can work in your apartment on this thing. Like I think ostensibly you're supposed to be working on the hollow body, but it's turning out to be more of like eating Chinese food and chatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how that goes. Yeah, so I think he notices that you're starting to like settle in a little, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I just like further notice his eagerness um, to be helpful and to have knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so like, I kind of make a note of that. Like I want to share with him the things I've come across and like tell him stories. Right. So, uh, we move on to conducting the conversation. Take turns. The person with the lowest social standing takes the first turn. If this isn't clear, have another player choose who takes the first turn at a whim. On your turn, choose one or more of your conversational partners and choose an action. Ask a topical question, uh, engage in actual improvised conversation, pass instead saying something about the food, or leave the conversation. End the conversation either when everyone has passed in a row or when everyone has left the conversation but one. So who has the lower social standing? I would almost say Juniper in this situation, in this setting, because she's a foreigner. I think so, too. I think so, too, yeah. Okay. Yep. So... You go first. Um, I'm feeling expansive. What do you want to know about me? <sighs> so, like, do you have, like, a girlfriend? Like, a boyfriend? <laughs> the That's most a, teenager question know, to isn't ask. It just... <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw my brain back in time to be like, what would a 16-year-old boy ask? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um yeah, I was like, <laughs> go right ahead <laughs> <laughs> uh well um uh <laughs> she like has no idea how to answer that question i there's someone in my life let's just say that cool He's so awkward. Um, <laughs> I mean, as are all teenage boys. He's like, I... So, um... And she, like, come clean about something? How do you... How did you know about the, the Seekers? I mean, it's like the worst kept secret on this planet, but... Honestly, um... I met one. I had a close encounter with... The few others yeah yeah they um they were trying to hurt my friend a member of your faith actually huh that's weird i mean normally normally when they're around the normal faith people get out of their way well i guess i should tell you they don't particularly like me very much and, uh, my, my friend was, he's a good friend and, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't know what is to he, say. Is he waiting for more or is he like, I think he's, right, bo- cool. I think he's, I think he's either waiting, for, he's, I think he's either waiting for more or trying to be good and not just demand answers. Right. Hmm, okay. Um, He's going to grow up to be a very sensitive man, but he's learning how to do that right now. That's a good way to put it. Um, 
Yeah, I think that she sees that in his face. And um, and she's like, Solomon, have you heard of uh, people who are blooded? Yeah. Yeah. What have you heard about them? I mean, it depends who you ask. You know, like a lot of the hunters, you know, especially some of the off-world ones, they, you know, they talk about them like they're just people, but they're just like magic. <laughs> uh, I did hear once that uh, someone uh, other side of the other side of the hollow fe- hollow fields, the other the other side of the ice ocean. Uh, they had a blooded hunter come once and, uh, Hmm. that they like, they didn't like throw harpoons. They threw lightning bolts, which I think is like, just, that's ridiculous. Um, ridiculous isn't you don't believe it or ridiculous isn't cool. I mean, if it's real, then it's ridiculous isn't cool, but it's not, that's not possible. But, uh, Hmm. some of the, we don't bring it up. Because it makes the, the nuns argue. Well, do you know what the Seekers of the 11th Saint do? Assuming blooded are real. Uh, no. They, uh, they hunt them. And I think it's, like, really hard for her to, like, say it. Like, mm-hmm. she's, like, not sure. <laughs> is it, is this you being, like, something gives you away to me? What? Uh... Wait, to him or to... Oh, oh, yeah, I was kind of looking at the questions to see if I can frame this in the yeah. game. Yeah. Um, because um, that's, like, me saying, like, he's given away to me, right? Not the right, other way around. Right, right. Um, so... Or you accidentally spill the secret that blank... I, do, I cover it gracefully, but you pick up on it anyway. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, what, that's what's happening here. Um, right, 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 right. You're spilling yeah. the secret that you're blooded... And you're just trying yeah. not, by not saying the words. Um, okay. He's an intuitive kid. But his understanding of blooded is very... He doesn't know enough to know about, like, the more subtle versions of it. <laughs> the I ones think... that don't throw lightning. <laughs> right, the ones that don't throw lightning or make giant fireballs. Um, no, I don't think yeah. he picks, I don't think he picks up on it. Fair. No, I don't, I think... He... I think you'd have to spell it out for him. Mm-hmm. So I think he just kind of like shakes his head a little bit and is like, well, that's shitty. <laughs> and they're shitty. <laughs> yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I do like egg rolls though. And he like goes like, he like noms on one. <laughs> which is like which is the equivalent of passing he doesn't have like he doesn't know what to say you're you're bringing up very big topics <laughs> yeah true so he's passed once okay uh i think like honestly i think i want to ask one more um yeah i hope i hope to convince you that i'm a friend can i how does Juniper phrase that? So, I mean, like, what this looks like, I mean, she just, like, brought up all these, like, these big topics just kind of, like, word vomited out, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And now he's feeling awkward. Like, and so I think this is just kind of one of those, like, um, maybe it's even her, like, telling some of her less intense stories, like, just sharing, like, hey, guess what? I saw this other really cool ruin on this other moon, you know? Like, <laughs> You know, and like just being like really like engaging his interests. So I don't even know if it's as much of a direct question. Like it is a question like in the air. It's a question in the air. It's a question in the air. I think the answer is yes, because it quickly devolves from that interest into like his interest in music. And so (laughs) suddenly he's sharing like songs he likes and stuff. Mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's the answer but i think the time passes and he's like i gotta go um sorry we didn't get that much done actually we'll hit it up harder next week okay you know what i i just loved getting to know you solomon thanks for the food
Yeah. That's an awkward way to put it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you... And he's like, he's got like the door half open and he closes it again. He's like, do you... Do you think Arrow will like me? <laughs> I think Arrow is gonna love you. Cool. And I think he leaves. <laughs> Nice. All right, so that was the first week. I think both of this... I think his sync score with you goes up to plus one. Sweet. Uh, let me put him down. Solomon. Cool. Are you upping yours with him? Uh, I think that would make sense. Cool. It'd be weird if the, after that conversation, you got had a more contentious relationship. That'd be weird. I think that would be weird. <laughs> okay. So we're on to the second week of the first month. What do you want to do this week? What's what's Juniper's deal? I mean, this might be the project, right? Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Okay, so roll um, plus educated? Yes. Ten. Okay. So if you are working on a multi-week project, in addition to the results uh, of whatever move you are using, you gain the following results. On a 10 plus, you complete half the project. Uh, so this probably is just kind of a semi-montage sort of scene, right? Where you and Solomon are kind of, because you're also kind of sneaking around, right? Mm-hmm. He's like stealing me parts and like... <laughs> right, right. And sneaking to your room to like, mm -hmm. uh, to, to help you when like no one else is around because you're trying to keep this secret, right? And I think the other thing we get during this week is we see the storm come in for real. Like, it's kind of like night outside all the time. Or like, mm -hmm. it's dark and blizzarding most of the time. And I think Solomon goes up to the radio room less and less because there are fewer and fewer hours of the day when even signals can get through. Right. So... And I think that there's something a little scary about that because you can't even reach other towns. Mm. Like that's like you're alone. Like in these, these are the people you're with and it's Very probably isolation. Yeah. And I bet it's worse during the day because a good mm. chunk, like a hundred people will disappear. Like a third of the town will disappear, get on little skiffs and, and legitimately, I think maybe during this week, the first person doesn't come back, you know? Mm -hmm. but they haven't managed to bring one in yet which is also scary <laughs> so right. yeah but i think i think this week solomon and you managed to make the the a lot of the you get to you fix a lot of the like the the connections between things and so you're getting closer i think you need to solve the problem of a secondary power source like you had from the helmet last time sure so yeah all right, let's do the okay. third week. Cool. Okay, this one, let's see. Um, I kind of want to shift the camera to Iris, Mother Iris, just okay. to see what she's up to, like, while all these people are, like, struggling and failing to bring back mm -hmm. food and whatnot. Yeah. So I think uh, Mother Iris on this week will... Okay. So I am going to play a Firebrands game called Solitaire. Nice. So Solitaire, you play by yourself and you choose what you've been doing and choose um, what's happened. Because of these events, there's something about you, some detail of your mood, your actions, your appearance that everyone else might notice. Decide what the detail is. And also because of these events, there might be something, some news, some gossip or intelligence that everyone else has heard. So I think we get a shot of, of Mother Iris. We get to follow her through a day, essentially. And she wakes up early, early, early. And she actually goes up to the radio room is the first thing she does. And she checks to see if a message has come through anywhere. And it seems pretty normal that nothing comes through. Mm -hmm. And she kind of shrugs and, and walks back down the stairs and then she heads straight to the orphanage section, which is one of the very, probably a very big apartment on that floor. 
I think she makes a big, like a big thing of oatmeal, but not like gross oatmeal. Like she actually makes decent oatmeal because oatmeal sure. can be good if it's not oh, just yeah. gross. Good oatmeal is awesome. <laughs> and then I think the next thing she does is, because the next group of people that are awake are the hunters. And so she, I think she just watches them leave, you know? And then she counts, Mm -hmm. she goes down to the next floor and counts the stores to make sure that nothing's been stolen and that everything's still good for the rest of the winter. In some ways, it seems like a very mundane day, but each mundane task that she does is the sort of thing that is so, other people rely on so heavily, right? Right. The consequences of her doing these seemingly boring tasks are so much more dire than because there isn't mm-hmm. another there's no one to call there's no mm-hmm. there's nothing to be done and so and i think that's the part where you actually get to see her faith is because when she starts feeling a little overwhelmed she goes and prays until she feels better um hmm. and by the time she's done doing that she feels strong enough again to support other people who are worried you know, and cool. I think the thing that most people can see and notice is that she's wearing more poorly knitted scarves, uh, which is just a thing that like, I think maybe Solomon or someone else that you've met kind of tells you like this happens every winter mm-hmm. is that because she can't take the kids outside to play, she teaches them knitting. Uh, nice. And the easiest thing to knit is a scarf because it's just a, it's just a strip. You know, that's true. I've done that. (laughs) So she starts. So when they finish them, they all, most of them give them to her. So she always is wearing one or two of them at a time. That's so cute. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of her deal. And I think you may have, there may have been rumors. You may be hearing rumors that she used the, um, essentially the church, uh, Rolodex to look up someone called Father Rosewood uh, which is weird because she just never she never uses these things uh, Mm -hmm. because it costs a little money and is she's just curious Uh, Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's yeah I think that's that turn sweet alright end of the first month Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Simple World was developed by Avery Alder, and Firebrands was developed by D. Vincent Baker. Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening.